0: Welcome to Thrive Lathrop Podcast. Here at our church, we believe that everyone can thrive. Make sure to subscribe to our channel and enjoy this life-changing message. If you have your Bibles, go to Joshua chapter 5. Joshua chapter 5. And I'm going to see, am I good here? Am I good here? All right. At home, can you see me? They put the skinny lens. Did it work? All right. All right. I want you to turn your neighbor and tell them it's our finest hour. Now, turn your other neighbor and say, it's, even if you got a mask or two on your face, tell them it's, a, it's, our it's our finest hour. It's our finest hour. It's our finest hour. It's our finest hour. It's your finest hour. You were called for such a time as this. You were called to be a father, a mother, a husband, a wife, a sister, a brother, a son, a daughter. You were called to that office, that warehouse. You were called to that company for such a time as this. This is your finest hour. This is our finest hour. There's a, a one of my favorite movies. I'm not really a movie buff. I like to watch movies. You know what's so cool about... About you know my genes, is that I can watch a movie and two weeks later forget what it was about, so I can watch it again. Anyone else like that? Lori's like you see this movie twelve times, but it's like it's like new all over again. I don't know. That might not be a good sign, but it's true. And so uh, one of my favorite movies uh, to watch over and over again is Apollo 13. I love Apollo 13. If you haven't seen Apollo 13, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Go find it. It's a great movie, and it's based on the true story of Apollo 13's space mission uh, going awry. And there's, um, it's really interesting. It's really fun. It's a great movie. It's a great movie for leaders. It's a great movie for those of us here in the kingdom wondering what's happening around us. What's going on? Around us, And what happens is in the space, the space shuttle, uh, it takes off and some oxygen explodes and, and blows up part of the ship, right? So they have to figure out how to get back. But when that, 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 that goes wrong, alarms start going off. And uh, I believe it's one of the astronauts says, this is one of those classic m- moments. Everything is going crazy, bells and everything's shuddering and, and, and alarms are going off. And then he gets on the, on, the, on, the, on the, not on the phone, he gets on the radio. I think that's the technical word for their system of communication. Intercom. The intercom, okay. He's, he, and he says, and he's, it's all crazy. And they're kind of yelling. And then he goes, Houston, we have a problem. How do you remember that line? Yeah. Houston, we have a, he's very calm. And that's what you see during the movie. They'll be yelling at each other. And then when they talk to the, to, to the, uh, the, the headquarters down in, in Texas, they're very calm, right? It's like when you're yelling at each other and then you get out of the parking lot at church, you go, oh, God bless you, brother and sister. <laughs> How many you know what I'm talking about? You're like trying to find your kid, but you're trying to smack your kid while you're driving and they're good at dodging because they're used to it. And you're yelling at each other and then you get out the car onto holy ground. Well, I'm so happy to be here, God bless you. May the Lord bless you and keep you, brother. The kid's hair is all like this. So they're really, you know, they're calm. They're calm and they're communicating with with, uh, the the control headquarters. Houston, we have a problem. Can, Can I just tell you that Houston has had a problem before 2020 ever got here. Houston, we have a problem. Houston, we have a problem. It's It's not coronavirus, that all of a sudden we have a problem. It's not the fires, those are problems. It's not that an election didn't go your way or went your way, that we have a problem. Houston, we've had a problem. We have a problem. What I love about the movie, it's all about Get the job done, anyways. It's all about failure is not an option. They're figuring out, they're jimmy rigging the ship. They're taking pieces and putting it together to try to make sure they can breathe, so they can come back home safely. Are you with me? If you haven't watched the movie, watch it. You're gonna love it. And at one point, the 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 the, the leader of the space control headquarters here's one of his one of his workers telling someone else, this is going to be the worst moment in the history of space. And he hears it and he says, he says this, I'll quote him. He he confidently replies, he says, with all due respect, sir, I believe this is going to be our finest hour. Before they got him back, he was already professing, this is going to be our finest hour. The right people were in the room. The right people were in the ship. This is going to be our finest hour. I rebuke fear in Jesus' name. I rebuke anxiety in Jesus' name. I rebuke the spirit of politics in Jesus' name. I rebuke division in the church in Jesus' name if mean, you fear of a virus in Jesus' name, he who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete that work. Amen. All along, friend, all along, God created man in his image so that man would exert authority, not be a victim to it. And when we come into the kingdom life, we must understand something real has transpired. Even if you can't weigh it, even if you can't touch it, even if you can't smell it or see it, something real has happened. And that is when we come to Christ, we have crossed over into a new dimension. You have the natural and you have the supernatural. You have the things of man and you have the things of God. You truly cross over into abiding in the kingdom of God where his authority is supreme. He is in control when it comes to his kingdom. So really, we, we've preached this. I've preached this from this pulpit for 16 years. The message isn't gonna change because it's been a hard year or because we don't like the direction of our country in certain ways. It's the same gospel. He was the same yesterday, today, and he'll be the same tomorrow. You're not a victim of circumstance. We are not a victim of circumstance. We are children of the King. And the people of Jesus Christ, regardless of who we might have voted for or how we feel about masks and, and what we do for a living, it's never been about the color of your skin. It's never been about your socioeconomic status. It's never, ever been about your political party. It's always been about the blood of the Lamb that has washed our sin away and made us family. If you believe that, give Jesus praise in this house and at home. We ain't having none of that in this house. You want to throw a pity party, find another house. Because God is up to something. I ain't deterred. I'm inspired. When we came to Lathrop, there were 30 people in a half-burned-down church. If you don't know the story, give me five minutes. I'll tell you one day. There were more birds living in the building than saints in the seats. I started counting them just to boost our attendance. $3,000 in the bank. How are we going to do this? Lathrop was the wrong side of the tracks. Now I want to say it's the right side of the tracks. Come on, Lathrop. Yeah. I'm moving on up. To the west side. No, Manteca used to look down on Lathrop. Manteca, the city that was called Manteca when I got here or Manteca, depending on who you knew in the neighborhood. (laughs) I'm like, what's Manteca got on Lathrop? (laughs) Lathrop? Now I live in Manteca, but that's beside the point. (laughs) I have vision for this city. And it didn't matter there were more birds than saints. It didn't matter how little money we had because God was able and he did the work. He did this work. He did this work. I didn't do this work. Lori might've coulda. But she didn't do this work. It wasn't the pastors, it wasn't the leaders, it wasn't the board, Jesus built the house. It didn't matter that we went through a recession, Jesus built the house. He made it, he made it so serendipitous, so so perfectly uh, synchronized that we were able to buy this building. We own this, we don't rent. we own this. That's a miracle. You know that, 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 that three months after we moved in, it was worth four times what we bought it for? We could have never bought this thing. But God builds the house. And it don't matter what the economy's doing or the politics are doing, he builds the house. He's gonna build this house. That's why we're in Joshua. It's a new day. It's a new season. We're stepping in a new territory. Same zip code, different ground. He's up to something. There's some new ground you need to take in your marriage. There's some new ground you gotta take with your children. Don't let them fret. Pray with them. Start praying in your house. Actually pray. And I know it's awkward. When Lori and I first started praying, we sit there and go... We start laughing because we weren't used to it. I prayed in front of thousands of people, but I couldn't ha- hardly get myself together with my wife. And then she'd pray really long. <laughs> she'd pray like this. Heavenly Father, I beseech thee in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for all the saints around the Bay Area because that's where we lived at the time. I mean, she'd just pray. And I'm like, I got nothing left to pray for. <laughs> it took a minute like, to figure it out took a minute, but do it because you need Jesus in your house. You need him to take that territory from one corner to the other of your home. Let your children live in peace. Inscribe upon their hearts the word. Now, God's up to something. Joshua chapter 5. Joshua chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. And then we're going to jump to Joshua chapter 1. I'm going to do that all in about 12 minutes. Now, when Joshua was near Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with a drawn sword in his hand. Joshua went up to him and asked, are you for us or for our enemies? Verse 14, neither. But as commander of the army of the Lord, I have now come. Then Joshua fell face down to the ground in reverence and asked him, what message does my Lord have for his servant?" The commander of the Lord's army replied, take off your sandals for the place where you are standing is holy. And Joshua did so. Leave, that, leave the text up for a minute. Just catch this. Joshua is a new leader. We're gonna go to chapter one in a minute. Joshua is a new leader. Moses is dead. He's a new leader of Israel. He's about to engage Jericho, the very first battle of his commanding as the leader of the nation. God's called him to the land. Are you following? Yes. And so, Marcus, if you can go to verse 13, I know I'm, I'm kind of, you didn't know. Verse, uh, well, well no, that's okay, leave it there. Notice this. He asked the man, are you on my side or the enemy's side? And the Lord says, neither. Neither. Now, You know, sometimes I think, that God has to be on our side. He's in charge, not you, not me. He is in charge. If we're gonna be a people that takes over territory, we need to understand how to handle difficult time. This is our finest hour And we're gonna talk about being God's people and difficult times. That's the message title today. God's people and difficult times. Uh, Lori, Lori, I like Lori to drive. I like it when she drives. I kinda do. (laughs) I kinda like it. Well, I have her, you know, usually I feel like, I'm the guy, I'm gonna drive. But lately I've been saying like, oh babe, well, you go ahead and drive. Especially when we get in her car, because her car, her seat is so put so close to the steering wheel that it takes like 20 seconds. Like, ee- how many know what I'm talking about? E- You're like, my gosh, let's go, let's go, move that seat back. So I'll be like, you drive. And Lori's great. She hasn't ever been in an accident except for like four, right, Or something like that. <laughs> Hardly ever been in an accident, right? And, and, and Lori always knows, like, I try to be quiet, right, because I want her to drive. And then I start, how many I start to complain. Like, babe, 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 red lights, red lights, babe. And then she'll start to like, ah, right? So what I've learned to do is this, is that if I get scared, I assume this position. Right knee up, <laughs> left hand on the dash, grab the handle. Can we do that together? Everybody go. <laughs> See, I ain't saying nothing. I ain't trying to complain. I'm trying to survive. <laughs> you gotta get a handle sometimes. I wanna give you in a time of uncertainty. I wanna give you a handle to hold on. You gotta hold on to something. You used to hold on to a bottle. You used to hold on to a relationship. You used to hold on to a job or prestige. You used to hold on to a, a dream. I want you to hold on to the word of God. I want you to hold on to Jesus Christ. I want you to hold on to that that doesn't move. The world can fall away, but his word will last forever, friend. No philosophy. can can undermine the truth of God's word. So we're gonna go through this. Number one, get this straight. You need to get on God's side instead of demanding he get on yours. You need to get on God's side instead of demanding him to get on yours. That's the first thing you gotta get a handle of. Get a handle on who is really supposed to be in charge. Where have you built your house? Where have you built your hope? Have you built your the vision or dream of your life on your own, on your own abilities and capacity? Have you built the security of your home based on an election? Have you based the security of your life on the favor of an employer? It's time to let go of those things that move and hold on that that which lasts. I gotta tell you something. A principle is this: God's in charge. I am not. I don't call the shots. We do not preach a dominion theology here. Come on, man. You can't name it and claim it. That's not biblical. Yeah. You can't just call it and, as if it is so and expect you to have the power that God has. God knows Mother Teresa prayed this prayer. Thank you, God, for not giving me what I prayed for. The reality is that God is always up to something good, even if you can't see it or smell it yet. He's always up to something good. The attitude needs to be, I want to be on God's side. Look at, again, verse 13. When Joshua was near Jericho, he looked up and saw a man standing in front of him with a drawn sword in his hand. Joshua went up to him and asked, are you for us or for our enemies, and he replied, Neither. Can I tell you, friend, that as a church of Jesus Christ, we cannot be vexed by a political current, we can't be held hostage by circumstances that go out of our control. We are not we cannot lose sleep over the reality, the fact, that our culture's becoming more godless. That's not worth staying up for, follow me. I'm a pastor, I care. I claim my city for the glory of God. I will do all that I can to serve this city. I will pray and intercede for this city. I will take a stand for this city. But I'm not gonna lose sleep over a city. You know what makes me lose sleep is a toothless church. You know what makes me lose sleep? Is a church that has that has in its in its confusion and hurt and frustration exchanged one Messiah for another. That's what keeps me up at night. I'm not panicked when the current goes wrong because Jesus said to expect it. We can't be shocked that the times are difficult. Jesus said to expect the pressures and the traumas and the difficult struggles. The word tells us though, to, even though we are to expect those things, that the church, not a counterfeit church, not an imposter church, not a, not a church with multiple personalities, not a bipolar church, a healthy church. That the gates of hell shall not prevail against that church. Yeah. That a church who knows who its Savior is, knows who its Messiah is, and is willing to bear a cross for his sake. That's the church. That's the people that will overcome. You know, maybe that's why I came from the wrong side of the tracks, as I just believe I just believe. Maybe that's why he sent Lord Niter Latham, so we could learn to just believe that God has done it there and God has done it there and he says it in his word, so he's gonna do it here. Are you following me, family? Get on his side. Stop the man and he get on your side. Stop demanding that you'll serve him if he'll give you your, a child, if he'll give you a promotion, if he'll give you the love of your life. Stop making demands. He requires you to be on his side. Joshua sees him and says, I got to handle my business. He's got a sword. I got a sword. I got a job to do. Whose side are you on? Now, you'd expect the Lord to say, I'm on Israel's side. God had called Joshua. You'd expect God to say, I'm on your side. No, this was, a, this was a pivotal lesson for Joshua. I believe that today's a pivotal lesson for this church. Just cause you're his son don't mean he's on your side. The point isn't, is he on your side? That is not the critical question. The critical question is not, how can you maneuver, negotiate? how What religious things can you do? That's the problem with religion. It's about performance in order to get a blessing. That's not the gospel. We we need to stop trying to jump through hoops or so that he can be on our side. The critical question is not, is he on your side? He died for you, he loves you, but he just might not be on your side today. The question isn't, is he on your side? The question is, are you on his? That's the question. We need a church with a backbone and a bent knee. We need a church with a backbone and a bent knee. I want my children to know that a man is a man and a woman is a woman. But if they find someone who's struggling to bend their knee in service, we need a church who is unbridled in its love, but bridled in its tongue. Many believers have no control. They spew out stuff as if it's scripture, and it's not. And they could be saints for thirty years in Christ for thirty years, but they stop growing at some point. They stop being humble at some point. They stop being teachable at some point. They stop being held accountable at some point. And they're counting the trophies from twenty years ago. Nah, that's not a healthy church. The church of Jesus Christ is humble a strong backbone and a bent knee. The church looks at one another and says, do you have something to teach me? Do you, see a, do you see something wrong with me? I'm open to your correction. A strong backbone and a bent knee. You know, that's what the church needs. It doesn't need us to water down the gospel, but it needs us to bend a knee. Some of us are so stiff-necked and proud. We call it righteous, but it's not. It could come from a childhood emotional injury. And we're confusing our complexes with some spirituality. Mm, Jesus came to serve. He came to die. He came to die. We need to get on his side. You know, I had like six points, but I'm only gonna give you one more. We'll call this part one. Are you okay with that? Let me give you one more point. Our posture needs to change in this season. Our posture needs to change. Maybe it needs to change. From Lord to servant. Look what Josh, how Joshua responds. When the angel of the Lord said, neither but I come as commander of the army of the Lord. Then Joshua fell face down to the ground in what? In reverence and asked him, what message does my Lord have? Read those last three words with me. For his servant. We'll end right there. We'll stop right there. We need to have the posture of a servant, not the posture of a Lord. You know what the nation needs? because of a COVID epidemic and wildfires and political division and social upheaval, the bride of Jesus Christ to serve the Lord. Like Joshua, Joshua, the successor to great Moses, Joshua, handpicked by God to lead his people. Joshua, brave in battle, setting the Amalekites to flight while Moses prays. And his arms upheld Joshua with a sword. By the spirit of God, setting to flight to flight the dreaded Amalekites, those jackals. Brave, strong, called anointed, chosen, tough, seasoned, clear-eyed, ready to fight. And the Lord says to him, and the Lord and the Lord reveals himself to him. It's not about fighting, Joshua. It's about serving. It's not about fighting. It's about Oh, you'll fight some fights, but even those I'll choose for you. You'll fight them how I'll fight them. We're going to travel through Joshua for this season. You're gonna fight them how I tell you to fight them. You're gonna lose some, cause you're gonna forget me. But even while you fight, you're serving me. The place you stand is holy. And Joshua falls to the ground and says, I am your, what? Not general, not soldier. He's a general, he's a soldier. I'm your servant. I'm going to do your bidding. I'm gonna do your will. I wanna be on your side. I ain't even gonna pretend that I can get you on my side because that's a lose for me. I'm gonna get on your side. I wanna get on your side. This holy ground side, this posture of serving. Are you following me, family? This is the hour. Oh, we'll do some fighting. They come after our religious freedom, we're gonna fight. They try to indoctrinate our kids, we're gonna fight. We're gonna fight. But the way we fight is gonna be because we're serving. You got me? So if there's a cluttered heart, let's confess it today. If there has been some maneuvering, some shenanigans, even under the current to try to get God on our side, let's let's just throw that trash away that's what it is, and let's get on his side. Let's make sure that only one occupies the throne of our heart. Are you with me? You know why? Because this is Lathrop. This is the San Joaquin County. This is the place that people drove by, didn't pay no attention, it smells funny. There was a big recession there. I saw more empty homes on blocks than occupied homes back in 06, 07, 08. But this is God's territory and we are His people. So we will be unafraid except when it comes to the Lord. And then we will have holy fear to serve Him. Would you stand with me, family? Thank you again for tuning into our podcast. For more info, please visit our website at ThriveLathrop.com. Have an amazing rest of your week.